Chapter 1. The Disease of Addiction. The Disease of Alcoholism. Arthur Schopenhauer, the 19th century German philosopher, tells us, All truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as being self-evident. A Little Book of Addictions was written by Alice Tanner, J.D., and me, Charlie Kester. Chapter 1, The Return of Hope. Aristotle tells us hope is the dream of a waking man. Since you're reading this book, either you're suffering from addiction to alcohol or another drug, or you care a great deal about a person who is, you hold in your hands an answer. The information about recovering this book will illuminate for you a way to begin building a plan to heal your family. You need not feel alone anymore. The power of recovery is almost unbelievable. It can turn your loved one from the stranger you can hardly recognize back into the person you love. Over six million families of every level of education, intelligence, and wealth have conquered addiction and gone on to claim sobriety, health, and happiness. There's no reason your family can't be counted among them. The good news? The way out is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. If the idea of looking for a different way to help your loved one makes you uncomfortable, it may help you to know that others who have headed down this road were also uncomfortable at the start. That's because people are comfortable when the actions line up with their beliefs. Undoubtedly, your beliefs regarding the person you're concerned about have made perfect sense given the knowledge you have had regarding why they use. The problem is their use and your actions around it have brought you physically, emotionally, and financially to exactly where you are today. This book will show you a better way, a healthier way, and it all starts by giving you information that is correct and has helped countless families like yours. This information will change the way you view the person you're worried about, and a new path will materialize for you and your family. A lot of times, families have gone to almost everyone they know and not gotten the answers they need. This book will give them those answers. Now, when you hear the words alcoholic or addict, what springs to mind? When you picture addicts you've known, what are some of their common characteristics? What's your general impression? Here are a few words others have commonly used. Lazy, irresponsible, angry, irrational, moody, sloppy, immature, life of the party, destitute, careless, untruthful, obnoxious, self-centered, lacking self-discipline, flamboyant, lower class, bum, homeless, uneducated, wild, sinner, criminal. Despite the fact these terms are commonly used to describe someone suffering from addiction, they're inaccurate and they are harmful. They're inaccurate because the addict is actually suffering from a physical illness, not poor choices or a flawed personality. Additionally, when these labels are used, they make everybody, the addict, as well as those who care about them, feel blamed and ashamed, neither of which will help people move in the direction of a solution. There are three ways that people view addiction. First, that addiction is a symptom of an underlying problem or issue. Or, that addiction is a disease, but not really a disease, just kind of one that's caused by other problems. Finally, that addiction is a physical disease, progressive in nature, and fatal if not treated appropriately. 
Most people don't believe that alcoholism addiction is truly a physical disease. They believe it's a behavioral problem and that with willpower, better choices, maturity, or prayer, the problem can be solved. If you think that way, you're not alone. But know now that these old ideas and myths are contrary to what is medically known and accepted throughout the United States, throughout the world. The American Medical Association has told us since 1952 that addiction is a physical disease. The American Psychiatric Association recognized addiction very recently as a physical disease. Thanks to advanced technology, we have actual pictures of the damage addiction causes to the brain. There's an ever-growing body of proof that scientifically tells us addiction is a progressive disease of the central nervous system. In other words, addiction affects the brain, the organ that tells us how to think, how to feel, and how to act. That organ's not working properly. This is why, though they look and sound the same, the addicted person you love does not act like the person you remember them to be. So, Honestly now, in your heart of hearts, do you really believe alcoholism is a physical disease? Do you believe it's a disease, just as cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and arthritis are diseases? Or do you think that if the alcoholic just exercised a little bit more self-control, he wouldn't need to drink so much? Do you believe that everyone drinks a little too much every now and then? It's just the way people are, and the alcoholic is no different? Have you ever heard people say these things? How about they drink or use so much because they have an addictive personality? Or that anybody would drink like that if their life was so messed up? Have you ever thought these things? Said them to somebody else? What do you think now? There's no right or wrong answer. It's simply what you believe. So please be completely honest. Why is it the people don't get into recovery long before they're in the gutter? Why don't the family and friends do something to help them? Can't they clearly see there is a problem? All good questions. And the answer lies in the misconception, misunderstanding, and misinformation about what addiction really is. Paul, a father of a recovering young lady, told us, Recovery has not only changed her life, and I'm so proud of her for what she's accomplished for herself over the last 12 years, but it has also changed the dynamics for our whole family, and we have a relationship now that would never have been possible. It's our sincere purpose and goal with this book to help you move from whatever beliefs you currently hold regarding addiction to your understanding that it is, in fact, a physical disease, one that has hijacked the brain of the person you care about. Once you understand this, your situation will become more understandable. You can stop blaming yourself and begin to have hope. If the idea of changing your beliefs is a little scary, please keep reading. If you get to the point where you decide changing your beliefs is really not for you, it's off-putting, frightening, don't worry. You can always get back everything you have right now. Thank you for listening. There are more podcasts, much more information, and access to help at www.withyouandforyou.com.